I am recording now. Andrea, are you recording? She does not record. Dang it, Andrea. Times two. Deuces. Who else is deuces? This movie on Cape Chronicles episode number 45. We are here, and I just have one thing to say to everybody before we start. I am Iron Man. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Biologically, I would like to know how that's possible. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. We broke Carrie on the title of the episode. <laughs> we broke it. Well, I was about, I was about to, I was about to ask you if, if we should start playing Sabbath, but, um, but then Andrea broke me, so um, never mind. Hey, if we, if if we play them, no, we, we don't have the rights. No, no copyright, copyright. We can ask them to not listen. No. No. Okay. I, res- I respect, I respect Black Sabbath too much. No. But we are talking about Iron Man from 2008. We have. After almost two years of, of we have finally recording, hit the MCU. we have finally made it to the MCU. Oh yeah! Let's just take <laughs> a, after all after some of the movies we've had to trudge through, uh, Spawn and um, Underdog, Underdog and The Shadow. After Cut, all these, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 oh, hey, 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 Zoom. <laughs> After all these movies, we have finally made it to Iron Man from 2008. I have been looking forward to this episode for quite a while. Um, we were supposed to have a special guest tonight, but unfortunately, they're not able to join us. Um, but we are going to continue on uh, with our wonderful recording. I am Mike. I am the one that you've been wanting to hear for a while. And the other one you've been wanting to hear is Carrie. What's going on? Oh, not much. I'm just, you know... Finally, ex- I'm excited to finally be recording Iron Man. This is this is awesome. And the other one you really want to be hearing is Fred. How's it going? I'm doing really good. I think Andrea's going to stab you in a second, but that's okay. She's going to stab me. <laughs> and, Andrea, and Andrea apparently has to go last because she implied that Mike might be pregnant, which is you know impossible. But okay. And the other one that you may or may not want to hear, but if you don't listen to. That is your fault because we have the talented, the wonderful, the one with the face for radio, Andrea. How are you? Wow. <laughs> face for radio? I mean, you can't really see my face on the radio, so I think that saying that everybody's safe if they continue listening to the radio. I am doing fantastic. While we listen to the awesome. show, I will be doing my nails. <laughs> what color and, are you and, your nails? And, just full disclosure: If if Mike's looking to hide behind me to get out of, to get out out of Andrea's line of attack, um, he's got another thing coming. <laughs> Fred will protect. I, me. I don't do. I don't. I don't. I don't play human shield. <laughs> shield. <laughs> <laughs> that was no that was com- that was completely unintentional. Oh, but funny. hey, I'm gonna I'm going I'm going with it. Oh, you know what else you can go with it? You can go with it when you go to randomchatter.com slash community, and when you do that, you get a link to our Patreon to become a member of our awesome network. You also get a link to our Discord channel where you can just come and just join in on all the fun of our podcast as well. So make sure you guys check that out. And we love some five-star, five-star, five-star reviews if you can, and uh, they would be awesome. 
if you can give those to us as well. Those help us get noticed in the store. But this is March. I forgot to say this is March first. Yay! Hey! It's been Next two week. years since Fred spoke to me for the first time. Aww. Aww. And now, now you get to record together. That's so sweet. Aww. That's so sweet. And you know what? Next week is March 8th, and we have... It's Daylight Savings Time here, so we have to set our clocks ahead. Oh, wah, yeah. Wah, wah. Mm. For the last time, yeah. because Ohio just voted to never change it again after this one. Oh, awesome. Oh, cool. Yay! So I'm, I'm still waiting to see if California is gonna do the same. Mm. We vote. We voted. We voted to vote on. We voted for the ability to vote on it. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> that's, oh, that's funny. okay. Politicians need to get paid. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. For the most part. At least the weather. At least the weather's nice over here. At least the weather's nice over here. We got snow yeah. oh. tonight. Uh, we got snow the other. We got snow the other day. Nah, it's snow. Come on, spring. Let's go. All right, but we are talking about Iron Man from 2008. So, <clears throat> if nothing else is the the, I don't even know what I'm gonna say. Carrie, let's just take us into the film. Let's just talk a little bit about what is this movie about for those people who've been hiding on a rock for over ten years and have no idea what, before, anything about Iron Man. Before before Mike digs himself into a hole, he can't get out of. Never. Okay. So, after being kidnapped by a powerful terrorist organization, brilliant industrialist Tony Stark narrowly escapes using an iron suit he crafted from scrap metal and spare parts. Upon returning home, he devotes all of his time and resources to perfecting the Iron Man suit and using it to fight evil, sometimes in the place where he least least expects it. Dun-dun-dun. Dum-dum. Andrea, what do we got about this box office result of this movie? So, the distributor of Iron Man was Paramount Pictures. The runtime was 126 minutes. It was enough to make a big impact. Um, it was rated PG-13. It was released May 2nd, uh, 2008. The budget was $140 million. Opening weekend was $98.6 million. Lifetime domestic gross was $318.6 million. Worldwide gross was 585.3 million, and Rotten Tomatoes score the credits at 94% out of 278, so very very fresh, and the mm-hmm. audience score was 91% out of 1 million. Mhm. Ooh. Nice. Mhm. Uh-huh. Solid. Yep, that is. All right, so if we take a look and move away from the box office movie rankings, it's 74 in all-time domestic box office, so that's pretty, pretty good. Uh, 168 in all-time worldwide box office, 24 in all-time domestic superhero movies, 39 in all-time worldwide superhero movies. Sweet. Sweet. This movie apparently had no competition. No, it really, it really, it really, I mean, they're really, I'm trying to think of the other movie. I saw one movie that was around it, and I'm like, nah, that movie wasn't going to compete with against it. I mean, there was just, they, if any movie Marvel ever placed on the schedule, this one was like the perfect placement from when I looked around. I'm oh, yeah. like four weeks into the future and four weeks back. 
and there was really nothing there. So, mm. uh, but a little bit about the cast and crew for those who don't know, uh, John Favreau was the director of this movie. Um, he's also known for the chef show Mandalorian and revolution, which he's doing a fantastic job on the Mandalorian as well. Yes. Uh, oh, he's also done the lion King and jungle book. Yeah. Recently. I know. I, I, I just did live yeah. action ones. I'm sorry, Carrie. I'll do better next time. Well, they, those were semi live action. Yeah, we'll, we'll blame it on Andrea as we move on. Um, and the actors. <laughs> you're really, you're really asking for it, aren't you, Mike? <laughs> the, so absolutely. This is, um, my official resignation from Cape Chronicles. <laughs> All right, so this time we're taking we're, we're taking new applications. I don't know and, uh, <laughs> no, you can't oh. resign. No, you can't. It's impossible. You signed a blood contract. And the actors <laughs> for this movie uh, is obviously Robert Downey Jr. Uh, played Tony Stark, Iron Man. Uh, he played that persona for the entire MCU. Um, he played Sherlock Holmes in the Sherlock Holmes movies, and Derek Lutz in Back to School. Uh, Terrence Howard makes his only appearance as Rhodey in the entire series. Uh, he's known for Lucius Leon in Empire and DJ in Hustle and Flow. Uh, Jeff Bridges played Obadiah Stane. He was known for Kevin Flynn on Tron. Now, that one kind of surprised me for some reason. I just For some reason, they just not click. I didn't realize how, it. I didn't put those connections how, together. I, I, I don't know. How, I don't know why. I mean, he's Kevin Flynn, the Zen I, master of the, inter- I, of the interwebs. I know. I know. Uh, he played Champ on The Kingsman, The Golden Circle, and also The Dude on The Big Lebowski. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow played Pepper Potts. She's known for Pepper Potts in the MCU. Emma Woodhouse in the movie Emma, and Viola de Lesseps in Shakespeare in Love. Um, Sean Taub played Jensen. Uh, he's known for Majid Javadi on Homeland, Terrence in Snowpiercer, the upcoming TV show. And Conrad Bonaparte in the show Grimm. Paul Bettany voiced Jarvis, uh, was known as voicing Jarvis as well as portraying Vision in the MCU, Jeffrey Chaucer in A Knight's Tale, Dryden Voss in Solo in Star Wars Story, and Silas in The Da Vinci Code. John Favreau uh, not only directed but also played Happy. Aw, Happy. Aww. Happy the MCU was Pre Vizsla in Star Wars Clone Wars and Foggy Nelson in Daredevil. Uh, the composer was Ramin jo- Dijawadi. Uh, also composed scores for Game of Thrones, Pacific Rim, Westworld, and the future Eternals movie coming out in this year. So... I I really I I think he's one of my favorite current um, score uh, movie uh, movie composers. He does a very good um, job. He does a very good job. I mean, Danny Elfman's like like very high on my list. He's like somewhere he's somewhere near the top now. Hmm. Okay, but we do anyway. finally have an origin of the hero. It's Are been it? a while, it but we do have it. <laughs> Uh, Iron Man is a fictional superhero appearing in American comic book published by Marvel Comics. Uh, the character was co-created by writer and editor Stan Lee, uh, developed by scripter Larry Lieber, and designed by artist Don Heck and Jack Kirby. The character made his first appearance in Tales of Suspense, number 39, uh, cover dated 1963, 
and received his own title of Iron Man No. 1 in May 1968. A wealthy American business magnate, uh, playboy, and ingenious scientist, Anthony Edward Stark suffers a severe chest injury during a kidnapping when his captors attempt to force him to build a weapon of mass destruction. He instead creates a mechanicized suit, wow, mechanicized suit mechanized. of armor uh, to <laughs> save his life and escape captivity. Uh, later, Stark developed his suit, adding weapons and other technological devices he designed through the company Stark Industries. Uh, he uses the suit and successive versions to protect the world as Iron Man. Although at first concealing his true identity, Stark eventually declares that he was, in fact, Iron Man in a public announcement. It's amazing how closely they stick to the comics in this movie. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing how, how close. So, let me ask you this before we get into the movie itself. Would you, before before the MCU, before this movie even came out, would Iron Man be considered a high C, low B level superhero? Because... I, I guess that... I guess that depends on how you grew up with the comics because I think I've I think I've said this on a number of occasions. I pretty much mostly grew up as a DC comics fan, uh, and my with the only um, my only forays into into Marvel being the X Men and Spider Man. Um, I did I was steeped enough in comic books to know who Iron Man was. And to know that he was part of the Avengers, but I mean, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. That's not. He's not someone I would have um, picked to, you know, as a jumping-off point for the MCU. I would have thought that, you know, not not realizing that where all the rights were, I I would have picked the X Men as a jumping-off point. Hmm. I agree with not... that. I, I think that he's not the first superhero I think of when I think Marvel. Um, I think Spider-Man, X-Men, mm-hmm. those are the primary superheroes, I think. When those I would think be like Marvel. A-listers. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I would say like Thor. Um, I was about Cap- to say Aquaman. And I would Holy crap. Like walked out. Well- <laughs> no, no, actually, uh, I I would have gone with Aquaman before Thor, and I was like, I. It was only through working at a comic book store that I real that I realized that Thor was a Marvel property. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean, my own uh, until I saw him on comic book covers. My only my only exposure to Thor was through act through like Norse mythology. Right. So I I like. Okay. Um, Thor. Oh, Thor's Marvel. Okay, sure. Um, so, yeah, I never actually read the comics. I never grew up with the comics, so when Iron Man was released, I had no idea who this yeah. character was. I was able to obviously put it together pretty quickly, um, especially through uh, a lot of my friends who were familiar with the comics. They were able to get me up to speed and that kind of stuff. But yeah, I had no idea who he was, so I would definitely consider him a, a B character just because he wasn't famous enough for him to be common knowledge uh, without reading the comics yeah right I mean I I know he I know he made like one appearance in one of the X-Men 
animated one episode of the X-Men animated series, but they, he doesn't have any lines. He's just he's just seen flying across the screen. Cameo. I don't I don't remember if he's ever shows up in the Spider-Man animated series or not. I I I, I agree. I think I don't think he is as big as people thought he was. I think when you think of the A-listers, you know, you think like you said Spider-Man, Hulk, um <clears throat> Captain America was still an A-lister. Um Yeah. And 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 even and even at this time, because you only think a couple of years ago, Blade came, Blade Trinity came out. So even Blade would almost be considered a high B, low A, because he was still he was still in the media. But um, Iron Man, not so much. But I think this movie really solidified him as you saw the rise of this guy going from a. And I think that's and I think that's one reason why. When when they made this movie, they stuck so close to the comic storyline because they could. Because they could, and they wanted to make, and they wanted to make it. They didn't want to change his his, his origin right. because they wanted him to come out as he is and come out and, and just and make a bomb of a movie. So well, and and also, I mean, it, we'll we'll get into we'll get into the end credit scene eventually. But even with that end credit scene, there was really no reason to hope that this was that they were going to be serious about about actually forming the MCU at this point because it was it just, it just a couple of years prior to this I the people I people I would talk to would, would be like you know the Marvel properties are so the rights are so dispersed that um that just to get the rights for the original Avengers characters would have cost like in the billions. Right. But you know, and it, oh, sorry, just to finish. No, 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 no. And I was like, 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 we see this, like, like Hulk is still technically partially owned by Universal. Right. Spider-Man is still owned by Sony. Up until to up until last year. Um, X Men were X Men and Fantastic Four were still owned by by Fox. Um, they ha- and I mean we'll get we'll get back into this probably when we get to Avengers two. But I mean all of the hoops they had to jump through to get Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch into the MCU and explain in a way that they are not actually mutants. Mm-hmm. I mean that. The fact that the fact that they managed this off of Iron Man is just like, whoa. They they it's like they're actually they like, are they actually going to do it? Right. Oh crap! They're actually going to do it. And it's like, I I don't know how much hope um, the end credit scene of this movie gave us. At the, I don't remember how much hope that gave us at the time because I didn't even see this movie until I think right before Iron Man Two came out. Mm-hmm. See, I remember seeing this thing in theaters. I I know I was caught up with all of the Avengers with all of the pre with all the solo movies up and um. By the time Avengers came out, I think I can't remember if it was Captain America the the first one, the if Captain America was the first one I saw in the theater or not. It might have been Thor because again, uh, Norse mythology nerd. Right. 
So I remember um, watching this movie, I think, not when it was in theaters, but immediately when it came to DVD. Um, and I didn't watch a lot of the early Marvel movies in theaters. Um, this was back when I was in university and working full time, so I didn't really have a lot of spare mm-hmm. time. Um, but I did catch up pretty quickly after uh, a couple of years in. Yeah. Okay. Andrew, how about you? When did you first watch this one? I think similar to Fred. It wasn't in the movie theater. Um, I think because at that time, my parents were vetting all the movies that we were watching. So they wanted to watch the first before. Um, I was able to watch it. But I really, really enjoyed it. And I think that what worked with Iron Man was that he was not a conventional superhero. He was more vigilante. He was more on a tightrope between being good and being bad. Uh, You see a lot of that in this movie. And he's cocky. He's arrogant. He's, again, not what we would expect when it comes to a superhero. He's a bit of an asshat when we first meet him. Oh, yeah. Very arrogant. Yeah, very arrogant, very... Very much, very much, not someone you would expect to. You would expect a whole lot from. Okay, so so then so then as we move in and talk about then some things that we liked and didn't like about the movie. Did you like the arrogance in the first part of the movie? I think it goes to show that his character um, needed a long way to go. Um, so he was ar- needed a wake up call. Yeah, so he was very yeah. arrogant. He was living the playboy lifestyle. Blah blah blah. And- um, rich billionaire. He got his wake-up call seeing his uh, weapons in the hands of enemies and good American kids getting killed by them. And he, he got that wake-up call being in captivity for three months, um, being tortured, mm-hmm. being uh, having all of his possessions stripped away from him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was able to re- refine himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It kind of, kind of, it's like uh, I, I know I'm jumping the timeline a bit, but you know, with the, um, you know, when it, this is kind, of, this is a kind of a reflection of what Fred said about when, when um, Steve Rogers asked him in Avengers, "Who, who are you without the suit?" and like, uh, you know, philanthropist, billionaire, in genius, playboy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, you see that when he, when he's down to nothing but his brain. Right. right in that cave yeah but yeah we know we know who t- we know who tony has become without the armor i, I don't think it's a as much whole nother conversation which i want to get into but it, um he is not a super person he's not a superhero he no, has no super not. abilities he and um bruce wayne are the same yeah he yeah the difference the difference is tony bruce wayne's got more comes money up with <laughs> yeah, but, okay, Bruce, that's another Bruce debate for another more, time. Bruce Wayne has Bruce Wayne has the money, but Tony has the brains. Bruce Wayne has mm. to outsource all of his stuff uh, to get it built. Tony just builds it all himself. Yes, 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 yes. But so ideally, they have no super ability. They are just uh, yeah, right. They're just guys in a suit with money. With money. And well, and if you think about it too, law, I don't know. If we line. if we really if we really want to get technical, Green Lantern is not really a superhero either, because because that's true. Without the ring, he's powerless too. 
Yeah, that is yeah true. but at least he has superpowers with the ring. And I mean, I, I mean, we we could like bare bones this thing down like really far as what we well have. and uh, Clint doesn't Clint Barton doesn't have powers either. He just he's just really good at shooting things. I mean, is Superman really a, a hero though too? A superhero because he's technically he's an alien mm-hmm. who just happens to be on the right planet with the, where the sun's at. Well, and he just happens to be a kind, compassionate person who doesn't want to see people get hurt. Right home. from the eyes of our planet, he is super. Okay, yes. so it's to a, it's me, a title. You, like we have to kind of give. Well, him and even and even <laughs> well, and Martian Martian Manhunter too. He's a Martian who's got all these normal powers like a Martian would have. He's just here on Earth. So if you really think about it, a superhero would be somebody like the Flash, who was struck by lightning. Who it's in his DNA. It's in his genes. It's a mutation. So it is. So I mean, wait, wait. This is a a good debate because I've had this debate with many people before. But you know, when when you when you talk about Tony, I do think that he had everything stripped away to help. But I also think Jensen helped him a lot too. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. The conversations about the family, you know, and if you have somebody you really care about, you know, you need to hold on to them. And then when he saw him dead, that really kind of just, like, set something off in his mind. And then when he saw the movie or the the television, the news playing, where he saw his weapons being used in the same region he was held in and Uh killing those civilians, you could see, like... The way the camera was and the way Robert Downey Jr. really portrayed that character to see him like start to, 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 to switch to start to flip in his mind, like you could see his blood was starting to boil when he saw yeah. this. And he said, you know what? Screw it. He said, if the government's not going to step in, I'm going to do something about it. Right. Well, it, and, and how much of that was willful ignorance on his part and how much of it was Obadiah you know just keeping him in the dark too I don't know that that's that's a question I don't think we I don't think we ever got an answer to really yeah yeah um I really like the house and I and and and, and I know it was fiction and I get that, yeah. like the exterior was, but I really, I really loved the way the, where the house was located on the cliffs. Yeah, that uh, the the exterior of the house is complete fiction, and the interior of the house is actually in La Jolla. I think I included a, I included a, um, I, I include a, a couple of a link here, on um, in the show notes for where they actually shot that. And hmm. yeah, there's there's nothing there. I th- I think it I think it stayed on land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. It's funny. What about y'all? Uh Andrea, my friend, fellow colleague and and commentator. And someone who's not going to kill him? <laughs> what did eventually? you like or not like about the movie? I really really enjoyed this movie. I feel like I can watch it a million times and there will be always something fun to see. Um, I really enjoy the fact that Tony is a sarcastic a-hole. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even like Fred was mentioning that like he gets captured and he kind of realizes what his powers can do. 
And yes, he tries to avenge the people that have been hurt um, because of his technology, but he never changes. He's still, throughout all the movies, very arrogant, uh, very cocky in his ways. It's not until the final movie where he humbles himself down a little bit. Um, and he realizes that he does need help and he can't do things on his own. Um, so yeah. I really do like his character, uh, his character, his character, um, uh, because we can relate to him. Um, and that's mm -hmm. really, really nice. Um, I thought that the jokes were really witty. I thought they were really funny. So I really overall liked it. Okay. Well, I mean, we could relate to him on some levels. Like, I don't think any of us, at least here, can relate to him in regards to him being a billionaire. He, he was joking <laughs> about, I am, don't like, tell anybody. Not posting something on MySpace? What, what's that? That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And it kind of dates the movie, Fred, too, which makes it funny. Yeah. Fred, you and I at least are old enough to know what MySpace yeah. is. <laughs> I know what MySpace is. I was... I just, uh -huh. I just, I just yeah. think it's funny though that 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 line. Every time I hear that line, it it to me it dates the movie. Like yeah. it, it it really does. But it's like one of the only things that to me that in this movie that actually dates it is is that uh -huh. one line. Uh -huh. Um. So, so I I did like that whole Humvee conversation, and uh, yeah, where, where everybody's like just like staring at him and just nobody knows what to say, and the and then the and then and then the the, the female. RV RV driver just drives and says, "Well, no, they're they're really scared." He said, "Good God, you're a woman." Mm -hmm. <laughs> Honestly, I'm never gonna know. But wait a minute, is that what we're going for here? I mean, and you just <laughs> from like the get go, you see, you know, you, you see his his how his kind of character is gonna be, and then mm -hmm. you know the guy turns around and says, "Is it true you went twelve for twelve with last year's you know maximum cover models?" He said, "Yes and no." Actually, good thing is March had twins, but we had no, no. Christmas had twins. We had a scheduling contract with Mar well, contract conflict with March, so it's just <laughs> you automatically they're setting this guy up for how he's going to be. Uh, yeah. yeah, how he's going to be for the rest of the movie. Yeah, um, I, I I did have a couple. I did have a couple. Take a, have a couple of issues uh, with him. It's like um, so, and I don't know this. I don't know this firsthand. I, this has been passed to me from people who actually are more knowledgeable about sake than I am, but heating sake is what you do to bad or old sake. Uh, Tony Stark should be able to afford good good sake that doesn't have to be heated, <laughs> but then this is also a billionaire who can afford a decent cheeseburger, and he goes to Burger King. I know, uh, we were talking about like, that. Like, well, like there, there, are there... So, there are so many more better places to get a burger in LA, and he's going to Burger well, King. Well, there's a reason why Burger it's called, King was used. It's called sponsorship. Well, there's a reason why Burger person. King was used in his personal life. Burger King was very influential. We'll get into that here when we get to the extra notes. Oh dear. So, uh, but yeah, that that's that that, that was good. Mm -hmm. That was good. Um, I still want a Jarvis. You still I want a Jarvis? Need a Jarvis. I need I need a Jarvis. I am re I am ready for the robot revolution, guys. Even even the special effects for this movie were absolutely bonkers mm -hmm. for as old as this movie was. Now, obviously, the yeah. effects get like a whole lot better as the movies progress for the MCU. But man, it's almost as if because because up till this, Marvel really hadn't made 
a, a bombshell of a movie. I mean, Spider-Man, yes, but Marvel itself hasn't taken one of their characters and really made a bombshell of a movie because a lot of them struggled. The most recent one was, was what, Hulk right. before this. So uh, it's no, almost as movies. if... Was it? It's almost as if they said, okay, here's $140 million, make a great movie or we're done. Because it, it's... it's. I mean, they... They got out what they put into it, and I mean, you kind you, you kind of can tell in the last battle, like the 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 effects for that that final battle between uh, Tony and Obi were was just like not completely on par with the rest of the MCU because because they ran out, but of money. they aren't bad, <laughs> but they they aren't bad. It's like they don't look they don't look fake. But they don't look up to snuff with the rest of with the rest of the MCU. Not as polished. Not as polished. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, and it's amazing uh, that this movie yeah. did what it did, but yet the next movie that we're gonna watch almost almost killed the MCU plans. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is sad because I actually like the next movie. So. But I, I, but I, I like the shadow, and I realize none of you don't. None of you do. <laughs> well, what did what did you guys like? Well, what did you guys um, think of the uh, Pepper and Tony dynamic? I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I thought, what did it, you guys I thought think? it was great. Yeah, I thought it was well done. Yeah, yeah. It mm-hmm. wasn't forced. She was really awkward about things. He felt like, like he sticking her hand in his ch- in his chest or something. You know, that's really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah but, but and, she, and she does that, and she does that without washing her hands first. Yep. Or wearing a which glove. is like, or wearing a glove. It's like, uh, uh, Ooh, it's, you. and you and you hear the squishiness too when she sticks her hand in there. Yeah. Well, it was everything. Yep. Just, 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 just grab that wire and oh, you pulled it out. Nope, no, nope, I'm okay. I'm just going in cardiac arrest. Um. So do you ever think about that night? That night you went down for a martini and you never came back? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, um, <laughs> wow, it's just, it, it's so many great one lines that he uses in this movie, mm-hmm. and I forgot how many good ones there really were. Um, yeah. went, like, I, I love, I love how it's, how hurt the fi- extinguisher arm looks whenever Tony insults it or tells it not to do its job. Yep. Yep. It's just like, and he says, if you oh. douse me one more time, I'm going to donate you to a local community college. I know. <laughs> that was, and, 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 the, and the arm just looks so hurt. That's just so sad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, also, first mention of the Ted Rings. That won't be important eventually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's been mentioned on, the, on Guardians of the MCU a couple of times. Yep. Yep. Um, what did you guys think of Obadiah as the villain? I I mean, Jeff Bridges is uh, is brilliant in almost anything he does. So I just that was so awesome, and just the 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 moment the switch is turned, is, and he's like, "Well, who do you think locked you out?" Mm-hmm. It's like, "Oh crap, oh crap!" I I was like, I knew I it's like I knew there was a I knew there was going to be an issue with him, but just like, oh, oh. I would have liked a little bit okay. more from his storyline, from his point of yeah. view. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like that could have been that could have been nice. They could almost release Iron Man one again, but from his point of view. Yeah. Well, okay, well, okay. Um, maybe, maybe that, maybe that release it from his point of view, but, uh, but maybe if they had brought his character, like, had his character somewhere in the background of, you know, subsequent movies, like, you know, when when the older, um, when Howard Stark was, you know, setting things up. For the future of the for the future of the Avengers and all that, right? Just to see, just to see him either running the either helping Howard run the business or see him work, um, like at the company somewhere, like you know when when um, like when Agent Carter is is you know interacting with Howard, that that could have been interesting. Yeah, yeah I. I I thought I thought Obadiah was was a was the perfect villain for this kind of a movie. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think they needed to do something outlandish like the Mandarin. I know that's what they wanted to do originally, but I don't think going out and grabbing a big Iron Man villain like the Mandarin would have taken this movie off as well. It would have seemed a little too far-fetched, but making it something close to home, I think really gave it its footing. Um in this movie and made it and made it so relatable and so and so well done. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad they kind of waited to do the Mandarin. Although I'm not 100 percent happy, thrilled with how they did the Mandarin. Um, <laughs> it, eventually, um, but I, I I'm <laughs> glad that they kind of waited that out um, until we get to you know the best Iron Man, which is Iron Man Two. Um, but <laughs> start that war up and. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I thought Obadiah was a good villain. Um, I was glad we... Agreed. It, it's so funny to see Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. now on TV and then see Phil Coulson from 2008. Right. Oh, yeah. That's that's amazing. Um, and, of course, the only other thing I had was, was we finally really got post credit scenes now. Uh-huh. Right? When, we, when we really set it up. So... Anyways. And it's like I it's interesting that the Ed Credit scenes gave people hope that the Avengers was was finally going to get off the ground. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I, I, I don't remember if anyone actually believed it at the time. That that they would that they were actually going to go there. I'm glad that they Anything else? It was oh yeah. Um, absolutely. Uh I don't dislike Terrence Howard as Rhodey, but Don Cheadle is better. Okay, we're gonna hold that discussion till after okay. we're done with this because I have it on here as a discussion mm-hmm. topic because I'm, I, I, I want to hear this. So, <laughs> Fred, Andrew, what else? What else y'all got? Um, a couple of my complaints about the movie. Um, one would be he should have died so many times. Oh yeah, yes. how is Tony not concussed, dead, or in a body cast? By halfway through this movie, mm-hmm. even just from the testing sequence alone. Mm-hmm. No, just just from just from the face plant into the into the sand. Dude oh yeah, he should have been alone. like that. Should have ki- that should have killed a him. A pile of goo. Yeah. So he face plants into the sand, but yet the next scene he's half buried to his waist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and and the armor is just like exploded all over the place, like. He didn't. He didn't have a whole lot of padding in there. Yeah, he had you know insulation to keep him from you know from getting singed, 
but that wasn't going to that wasn't going to protect him from a crash. Right. He'd be a kind of pace on the front of that thing. So yeah. He, well, he um, he should be a he should be a pace in his garage, <laughs> like a couple times over at least. Pace the ceiling. Yeah. Oh boy, here we go. Yes, he did. He so, so did. Oh boy, mic drop moment. Either, either that or those, either that or the the walls of his, um, of his garage were actually padded, Mm -hmm. but because he's a billionaire, he can make it look like they're not. Yeah. Hmm. One of the other things that Andrew and I were commenting on when we were watching the movie was how violent he actually was. Um, yeah. from being somebody who wanted to move away from being an arms dealer. Um, mm-hmm. He was killing terrorists and he was using weaponry mm-hmm. but yet wanting to move away from selling weapons. Are we talking about when he's getting out of the cave or after, or afterwards when he um, goes back to deal oh, with after when he goes the terrorists? Okay. He goes yeah. to the yeah. little, little city. Hmm. I could see that. Mm-hmm. I can see that. So, okay. Um, anything else? Nope. No, I don't think so. I mean, it's a pretty self-explanatory movie. It's it's a good movie. I, th- I think we all we generally like this movie. So, and, and we do have a few complaints about it, which are valid complaints. Um, I really, I do agree with Fred that I really would have liked to see more of Obadiah. Um, mm-hmm. As far as his kind of his 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 backdrop, and I do think it would have been interesting to see Iron Man one replayed from his point of view. Right. Um, so that that one would have been really cool. Um, of course, we got the end scene where he you know he he claims to be Iron Man, and that kind of is what sets off everything. I think it's funny that that scene was never supposed to be like that. Mm-hmm. Like that was just a completely Tony made it up. Uh, Robert Downey made it up right on the spot. He said, "I'm really? just going to say it." I, and he's just, I am Iron Man. Oh, wow. And because mm-hmm. that's not how the movie was supposed to end. Um, but that sets up the end credits scene, too. So that, right. that it works. But right. Where we have is- Tim's Tim's favorite uh, uh, favorite crush of Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. Making uh-huh. his introduction into the MCU. Yep. Yes. So. <laughs> all right. So here's the discussion topic. Out of all discussion topics, all right, we'll start this thing. We'll go round robin. So we have had two people play Rhodey in the MCU. Uh, Terrence Howard played in the first movie, but um, he didn't come back. I think because he felt like he wasn't, or or from everything I could gather, he felt like he wasn't going to get paid enough mm-hmm. for the role. So he said, "Well, then I'm out." Um, right. Or we have Don Cheadle, which played in the next whatever few movies that he was in, um, as Rhodey as well, and um, an Iron Patriot. So, with that mm-hmm. being said, Fred, do you like? Would do you think? Now I know you have more of Don Cheadle. I get that in more movies. Um, but did you like Terrence Howard or Don Cheadle more as Rhodey? I'm gonna have to go Don Cheadle. Okay. It just—it's who I'm used to. And you—and you have a—you have a bigger body of work to look at. Yeah. Okay. Andrea, what about you? I'm gonna say 
Don, but not because I'm used to him, but because he, this is opinion, but he is not an attractive, like, partner to Tony Stark. Usually if you have a person that works with the main character, he's, he's kind of attractive, really suave, um, and that's what he has going for him. Whereas this guy, you enjoy him for him, not because of his looks. You enjoy him because of his acting. So, yeah, that's the reason why. But I Tony like him. already has, but Tony already has the suave down. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need someone competing with that. Exactly. He, yeah, and I think that. Don does a nice job of just not focusing on let me try to be cool, but let me be this other character. Okay. Hmm. What about you, Carrie? I I feel like I I, I, I don't I don't remember if I read anything about the about a personality conflict on set, but I, I feel like the chemistry between uh, Terrence Howard and Robert Downey Jr. just wasn't there. I agree. And the the chemistry that builds up between he and Don Cheadle um, in the subsequent movies, I mean, it's there right away um, when when we see him next in in um, in Iron Man two. It's like, and it just builds from there. It's like you the the, the dynamic that you have at, um, throughout the rest of the MCU is is really, really good. And uh, I think Terrence Howard didn't, didn't have that same chemistry with him. See, when I, when I look at these two, um, obviously we know we have more of a work with Don Cheadle than we do Terrence Howard. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of put them at half and half. I, I really like them both. I thought they both did a good job, but I think they both did a good job in their own way. Um, so I think Don Cheadle brought a difference to the role that Terrence Howard did as well. Um, I could go either way. I did kind of like Don Cheadle just a little bit more, um, but but I if even if Terrence Howard had stayed the entire time, I would have been completely okay with his take on Rhodey and um and 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 Iron Patriot. What bothers me the fact that he didn't come back and continue was the fact that he looks at the at the Iron Man suit that's being developed and he said, next time, next time. And it's like, I always wish that I could have seen him in that suit. In the, in the war, in, right. in the war. Right. It, suit. In that, I, I always wish I could see him in that suit. And that's something that's always bothered me because, and I know Don Cheadle got to wear it, but I really wanted to see Terrence Howard wear it because. I'm sure there's fan art somewhere. Right. But I wanted to see it in the movie. I know. But so, for the R8, it's not a bad choice either. Huh? Satellite <laughs> for the R8 is not a bad yeah. choice either. <laughs> oh. But it's just an interesting discussion topic. So, hey, if you listen to us and you tell us uh, who you like, and if you like Terrence Howard, it's okay. That's cool. That's cool. We got no problem with it. If you like Don mm-hmm. Cheadle, that's cool. We got no problem with it. So let us know what you think in Discord. Um, so, Carrie, let's go ahead then and uh, move into some plot holes and some goofs and some things that uh, kind of took place in this movie. Okay, so around 15 minutes into the movie, 
so really close to the beginning, uh, when the Jericho rockets explode in the distance, an explosion is heard. This is not possible due to the speed of sound being so much slower than the speed of light. Uh, when Jensen is lying on the grain bags, the fill light and the boom mic are both visible in his glasses. Dang it. Uh, the boom... I know. The boom mic is also reflected on the windshield of the car as Obadiah greets Tony at his press conference after escaping captivity. Stark is uh, said to have graduated from MIT summa cum laude, but MIT does not graduate people with honors. Mm-hmm. Speaking of MIT, Rody... What? what was that? I said I didn't. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Um, speaking of MIT, Rody wears his MIT class ring, the brass rat, backwards. The rat—it's really a beaver—with uh, the rat um, facing him. Gra- undergraduates wear the ring facing them. After, yep. um, gra- after graduation, they turn the ring around. I did know that. Okay. So they, well, it's like like if you have to get a class ring from your school. The numbers, mm-hmm. the year you graduate, is always turned toward the inside, towards your middle finger, uh-huh. and then when you graduate, you flip it, and the numbers show outward. Uh, your class year you graduate. I I like barely wear my I my my class ring doesn't even my high school class ring doesn't even fit anymore. So. Like Thirty years, I have ago, fat 40 fingers. years ago. <laughs> what? Mine's upstairs. My mine. I'm not. Hey, I'm. Mine's hey, I'm not as my old as right now. Mean, my high school ring. Oh. Oh, yeah. When I was what? I was gonna say when Lou graduated, uh, like it's only it's only it's only yet. it hasn't even been it it'll, it'll be almost it, it's only like twenty five years. When, when when Lou graduated, they hadn't even discovered metal yet. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> wow! 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 Oh, Lou, we love you. You don't even listen to us anyways, but we still love uh-huh. you. <laughs> Templars. No, he doesn't listen yet. to us. The other was wrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wow. Okay. (laughs) Moving on. Tony Stark is shown learning to control the powerful thrusters in the suit, hands and feet. It takes Tony a considerable amount of time to to master the art of flying. However, when Stane acquires the arc reactor from Tony and inserts it into the suit, he's able to fly and maneuver rather well. Yeah. Right away. Um, Rhodey talks about UAVs as not having experience the experience or instinct of a pilot. In reality, UAVs are not completely autonomous, but piloted from a command area by a person, and thus the arguments against UAVs are null and void. Rhodey would know this, as it's commonly, it's commonly available knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rhodey assures Tony that Pepper is with five agents about to make the arrest. However, the, the number of men in Neckties accompanying Pepper is actually six. Uh, he doesn't have to count, I guess. Um, when St- when Tony Stark drives his Audi R8 to the, the, the Disney concert hall, for the benefit, there is no front license plate affixed to the vehicle. However, when he pulls up to the entrance, his Stark 4 vanity plate is clearly visible at the front of the car. Uh... When Tony Stark is being interviewed by Christine Everhart, his goatee is small and thin and pointed, and his mustache appears to be almost drawn on. The following morning, after seducing her, his goatee and mustache have grown in, uh, becoming round and full in far too little time to be to be natural. She was there for a week. She yeah. was, she was there for a night. No, she was drugged. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. It was a, lo- it was a long interview. Wow. 
<laughs> that was, yeah, that was a really long interview. Um, while Stark is working on the flight stabilizers, Pepper brings down a box uh, with a cup of coffee on top of it. Following that, Stark eventually goes upstairs, talks to Stain, comes back downstairs, finishes the stabilizers, tests them, builds the entire prototype suit, test flies it, returns and picks up the cup of coffee on top of the box. Steam can be seen coming off the cup, even though it's probably been hours, if not days old. I did notice that watching him. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's got some nasty coffee. Yeah, that's that, yeah. Um, Aside from not washing her hands, when Pepper is helping Tony replace the power source in his chest, her hand alternates from dry to wet to dry to wet again with the pus. (laughs) Mmm, pus. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, when Pepper comes downstairs to see Tony working on his motorcycle as the um, glass door closes behind her, a staff worker is visible in the reflection of the door. I, I missed that. I Fired. should know better. Um, though it makes for a good kidnapping, in reality, U.S. soldiers are specifically trained never to stop when ambushed in a convoy. That is true. Mm. Uh... The newspaper clipping dated Friday, September 17th, 1991, during the award ceremony telling about Tony Stark's uh, parents' death. Uh, however, December 7th, 1991, was a Tuesday? Wow. <laughs> you think, you, you know, you yeah. would think that that'd be something simple to look up. Right. <laughs> um, after Stan uses the, the device to paralyze Tony, Tony's eyes move. This would be impossible with full paralysis. Although, with full paralysis, that would probably kill him almost instantly because I would think that full paralysis would also stop, you know, heart, lungs, all other, you know, motor Hair functions. Growth. It wouldn't make for a good movie. It, it wouldn't make for a good movie, no. Um, the suit that Tony Stark built in Afghanistan is made from a few millimeters thick of iron or steel uh, sheet. Uh, a few millimeter steel sheet cannot stop bullets from assault rifles. Kalishnikovs are certainly not uh, Kalishnikovs and certainly not from machine guns. See, so many times has Fred said that he should be dead. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He'd be screwed. Okay. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, Iron Man encounters icing on his suit at the greatest altitude and assumes that the higher he flies, the more likely Ironmonger will suffer from icing. Icing only occurs in visible moisture, cloud, fog, or rain, of which there was none. Uh, plus, it only occurs at temperatures of plus 10 degrees Celsius or below an average static air temperature of minus 40 degrees Celsius. I copied and pasted this from IMDb, so that's why it's that's why it's converted into centigrade. Uh, as Iron Man was not in visible moisture and and at the altitude that was quoted, the air temperature. Be- would be below 40 degrees there would have been no icing and and incidentally there would be more likely uh uh would be more and incidentally would be more likely to ice up on descent if he passed through clouds on his way down with the cold temperature of the suit Hmm. and then finally my the one i the one i i was like huh yeah um pepper is running from obadiah in this in the suit um, 
wearing platform stilettos. She runs across a graded floor during the, the escape. Unless her aim is impeccable, every stiletto lands on a piece of, and every stiletto lands on a piece of metal. She shouldn't have been able to run very far. Hmm. Well, I've she's never, a superhero, I, and that's her power. That's true. Yes. Yes. I mean, I mean, if if um, Bryce Dallas Howard could run through the juggle uh, in exactly. in heels, then uh, Pepper Potts can run over a grate. I guess. That's right. Alright, Andrea, here we go. Behind the scenes. Let's All do right. it. So, Stan Lee. At around one hour and eight minutes, comic writer Stan Lee appears at Tony Stark's party playing the role of Hugh accompanied by three blonde women. Lee later mentioned that it was his most fun cameo. That's funny. Um, this is Marvel Studios' first self-financed movie. Uh, roughly 450 separate pieces make up the Iron Man suit. Pretty, pretty intense. Um, Paul Bettany recorded all of his lines as Jarvis in two hours. Wow. That's pretty cool. Nice. And he got, and he got paid a good chunk of change, too, for only doing that for two hours of work. Yeah. It's mm. funny. Um, Robert Downey Jr. was paid... Fifty hundred thousand for the film. Five hundred thousand. Oh, sorry. Fifty hundred thousand. Fifty hundred thousand would be like a like five five million. <laughs> yes. Um. He had a burger that was so disgusting, it made him rethink his life and dump the drugs in the ocean. He repeats this with his impromptu sit-down session with the press upon his return from captivity. Burger King also promoted the film with toys based on this movie as well as the sequel. So... So that is... That kind of compliment, yeah. 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 That that is that is rather cool, even though it wasn't really a compliment because I guess he was so disgusted by the burger that he that he had to rethink his all of his life choices, which was, I mean, good. I mean, good, I, I guess I don't, I, I don't like Burger King's burgers either. By the way, Burger King, if you ever want to be a sponsor, we're we're cool with that too. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> you just you just I I think both of us just diss their burgers I'll, in this I'll episode. Talk about so nothing, I don't think but, they're going to be sponsoring us their anytime food soon. Is if they sponsor us. Um, but but yeah, that that's why I didn't want to mention it earlier because that uh, that, 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 that that's why Burger King um is in the movie as the burgers, obviously, because they promoted the movie and. <laughs> They had a right, to and be and they and they they helped Robert Downey Jr. out um, unintentionally. I, I I still stand by my statement that that Howard that Tony Stark can afford to get much better cheeseburgers. Although if he's although I guess if he's trying to get to a press conference right away, uh, a drive-through would probably be faster than you know any of the multitude of burger joints in L.A. Mm-hmm. Huh. All right. They need skip so. the dishes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, the script is not completely finished when filming began. Since the filmmakers were more focused on the story and the action, so the dialogue was mostly ad libbed throughout the film. Director John Favreau acknowledged this made the film feel more natural. Some scenes were shot with two cameras, 
to capture lines improvised on the spot. Robert Downey Jr. would ask for many takes of one scene since he wanted to try something new. Gwen Paltrow, on the other hand, had a difficult time trying to match Downey with a suitable line as she never knew what he would say. That's awesome because that made it natural. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. Um, all right, so then when it came to casting, Rachel McAdams was John Favreau's first choice to play Pepper Potts, but she turned the role down. I think she's regretting hmm. that decision. No kidding. Yeah. Um, Hugh Jackman was offered the role of Tony Stark. I would not like that. I think that they no. did a phenomenal job. I can't talk today. Job with <laughs> casting? Phenomenal job <laughs> at casting um, Robert Downey Jr. I think they made a oh, I, very, I agree. very amazing mm-hmm. job with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicholas Cage and Tom Cruise were interested in playing Iron Man. Cruise, in particular, was going to act it and produce the film. No, thank you. No. 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 There are there are certain people in life that that the roles just fit them no matter yeah. no matter what yeah. you do like like they yeah. are perfect for for you know for I mean we could we for example Harrison Ford and as Han Solo or Indiana Jones or Indiana, or Indiana Jones. Jones I mean they're just they that is their role I mean nobody else could have could have fit fit that better than them. Tom Tom Cruise is Ethan Hunt. Tom Cruise is Ethan Hunt for Robert yeah, Downey exactly. Jr. is Tony Stark. So I mean, there's just certain people that Matt Damon is Matt Damon is Jason Bourne. Right, I, it's just there. The, yeah, it's there. So, mm-hmm. uh, but we did have to find some Rotten Tomatoes. So there are some people who didn't like the movie. Really? Uh, I, I know. Prairie Miller says, sporting a novel brand of swinger superhero, Iron Man's got goofy Robert Downey Jr. wisecracking his way through unlikely feats and fantasy politics with all the determination of someone who just wandered in from the corner bar. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Uh, let's see. Um, Peter Rayner said, when Iron Man is zooming above bejeweled South Carolina, I expected a thunderish, thundering lyricism, but instead settled Southern for... Southern California? So- California. You mean? Uh, but it's- South Carolina is on the other side oh, of the I said California. I said Carolina. Oh, Southern California, I expected a thundering lyricism, but instead settled for some routine CGI stunts. I suppose it's asking too much for a great actor to be matched up with a great director. I don't agree with that. Okay, I, I will... I don't agree I, with I it either, say, I just... say... No, I don't agree with any of that anyway. I will say that I they, they should have had Iron Man play in the movie much sooner than the, than the credits. Um... You know, kind of to match up with the um, with the with the trailers. Yeah. Uh, I mean that that was the thing I do remember from the trailers is you know uh, when him coming out of the cave to Iron Man is like, of course he's gonna come out of the cave to Black Sabbath. Yeah. Right. Obviously. All right. So now we gotta rate rate this movie. So 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 Davy can put it in the spreadsheet here for us. All right. With one being an absolute crap fest of a movie. To ten being the perfect movie, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, you can't get any better. Kind of a movie, all right. One out of ten <laughs> interviews with Vanity Fair. 
<laughs> one out of ten interviews with Vanity Fair. How many interviews will you give this movie? I'm going to start with the person that is just is just unbelievable on this podcast. Oh, thank so you. So I'm going to start with the person, Andrea. <laughs> now I just think he's kissing. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I I wasn't gonna say it, Andrea, but oh. uh, yeah, yeah. I think he's just sucking up now. Well, you know, he's trying to get you not to kill him. I was trying. I was trying to be nice. I am so. going to give it. Oh, this is a hard one. It really I'm is. Tossed between like a nine or nine point five. No, I th- I think I'm gonna go nine. Yes, I feel like okay. not saying nine point five is stupid. Um, but nine, yes, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it's a classic, and I think that it just sets up the MCU extremely well. All right, all right. So, Fred, what about you, man? One out of ten interviews for Vanity Fair. How much you give it? I'm gonna rate this nine out of ten interviews for Vanity Fair. Um, I echo a lot of what Andrea just said. This is also rated the highest movie that I've. Uh, done on Cape Chronicles. Um, I think 9010 really is fair for this movie. Um, it set the MCU up so well. Robert Downey Jr. nailed it in this role. But it's not without its flaws. I think there's a couple pieces, and that's what uh, sets it uh, just down from a 10. Okay. Carrie, what about you? I am also going to give it a 9 because uh, 10 is reserved for things like The Crow. Um, <laughs> but the, I, think I, I think I've said it before, you know, this, this movie, it sets up something that should not, that, that until, that it, it, it was, would not have, no one would have thought this was possible even two years prior to this movie coming out. Uh, that that this would be the starting point of the MCU. It it every everything is almost almost completely pitch perfect on this movie, and it it, it is amazing that that this was the jumping off point for so much awesome awesome stuff. Okay, okay. So I was I was thinking, you know, um, I was looking at my ratings too, and the highest movie I've ever given is eight point five, and that was the Constantine. Um, just because it was just so out of the box different, um, but this movie, it's not perfect. So to me, it does it, it can't get a ten. Um, it does come very close to getting nine point five, but I'm going to kind of echo pretty much what you three said is that it's it's a nine for me. Nine out of ten interviews. Um, it's just it's it's near perfect. It's not a hundred percent there, but man, it is a good. Uh, it it is a great movie. A great way to kick off the MCU. And uh, so I was very thrilled with this movie, and I was great. I was grateful to be. I was able to go back and rewatch this movie because mm-hmm. it's almost as if now, hey, you know, the the first three phases are done. We already had Endgame. They're going into a whole new thing where you're not going to have Iron Man and all them anymore. We don't have to watch them anymore. But it's nice to go back and watch them again and see Agreed. where everything began. So there's that. But speaking of our next movie, so our, our, our next movie is a movie that almost derailed the entire MCU right after Iron Man. Um, and that would be The Incredible Hulk from 2008. We've already had one Incredible Hulk movie that has no relation to this mo- to, to the MCU as far as the movies are set. 
Um, and this one actually carries a different actor than what we're going to get in the MCU. Um, but it mm-hmm. is still included in the in the MCU canon. Um, so we're going to look at The Incredible Hulk from 2008. And then right after that, uh, we're going to take an extra week kind of a break. Just some things are going on. Uh, but we're going to be back three weeks later. And we're going to talk about um, not really a Marvel or a DC property. We're going to talk about Hancock from 2008 with Will Smith. Awesome. So, yep. looking forward to kind of going out of the box a little bit on Hancock. That'd be good. That'd be good. <laughs> so, does anybody have anything else to say before Fred closes us out? I don't know if we said it, but this is, what, one year before um, Disney bought um, Marvel? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, so this yeah. is one of the, the last movies before um, uh, Disney took over the mouse. Yeah. Yeah, I completely I I completely forgot that this was a Paramount movie uh when uh until I until I rewatched it uh this morning. I'm like, yeah. "Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the the rights <laughs> were still all spread out as I said before. Yeah, this this movie the Avengers should have cost billions to make and that that this was the jumping out, that this got everything to flow together was just like okay. So, Great. yay! So let me ask you a question, then, guys. Before Fred closes mm-hmm. us out, knowing that Iron Man was a great jumping-off point for the MCU, excluding Hulk, because we know how Hulk did. Do you think that Captain America or Thor would have had as much of an impact for the start of the MCU as Iron Man? I think Captain America would have had. Uh, almost as much of an impact because he he was the you know he was he was the 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 um as you said the a list actor or the a list um, character for the MCU prior to this. Right. Okay. And Iron Man kind of wasn't. Okay. But I mean, I I don't I think. Thor might not have been as well. Thor, I think, outside of the outside of the Marvel outside Marvel Comics fans, might not not might not have been as well known. Okay, it might not have worked as well. Yeah, I completely agree. I think the um, Captain America would have been able to pick up the the mantle of the MCU if uh, mm-hmm. that's where they want to go with it. I don't know okay. if anyone else would have been able to do it. As easily. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And I'm guessing Andrea agrees with all of us, so cool. Cool. Bye, Andrea. She not... <laughs> she... <laughs> She's not even... She's just like, I'm so done with this podcast She's right now. Even... She's not even listening this to us anymore. Is so bad, so I just cut out. <laughs> And I couldn't hear anything you guys said. <laughs> no, you're good. We just okay. we we just asked if if any other movie like Thor, or Captain America would have been able to do as good as um, Iron Man, starting off the MCU. Probably just Captain America. I think that was a, another one of the best movies that they've ever made. Um, so I don't think so. I think that Iron Man was a good hype movie because it was so refreshing and so different. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that the one of the things that I really love and appreciate of it is kind of like Robert Downey Jr.'s redemption. Yeah. And it really now now that now all of that said, I think they couldn't have subtitled the first Cap movie as the first Avenger if if Captain America had gone first. No. They if they I I think that would have been too much of a tease. There would have yeah. been a different, especially show. especially if especially if the especially if the MCU never got off the ground. Yeah. Then 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 everyone would have been just disappointed and and right. there would have been a lot of hate and discontent and we don't like that. No. We don't want that. Okay. There's, it... al- there's already enough hate and discontent on the internet. No, where? Huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, well, that's just a question. So, uh, Fred, why don't you close us out then, man? Sure, sounds good. Uh, We want to hear from you. What do you think? Uh, Do you think any other movie would have been able to start the MCU off as well as Iron Man did? Would Captain America be able to carry that mantle? Uh, Would anyone else? Are we missing someone? Uh, Let us know. Email us at capechronicles at randomchatter.com. Let us know. We will read it on the air. We would really appreciate that. Um, You could also let us know through Twitter. Uh, You can follow us at randomchatter or at capechronicles. Or you can follow us individually. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at freddywonkenobi. That's F-R-E-D-Y-W-O-N-Kenobi. And Andrea, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at cadsbears. That's K-A-T-Z-D-A-R-Z. And Carrie, what what do you need to say? Just to piss off Tim, they should have started with Ant Man. Oh! <laughs> oh, 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 that would have been funny. Oh, oh. he would have lost whatever hair he had left on that one. But you can you can all, you can you can disagree with me or agree with me uh, at Carrie Blackfire forty two. That's K E R I Blackfire forty two. Sorry, Tim, please don't fire me. You can fire Mike, though. I didn't crap. <laughs> and Mike, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at the DC Fanboy. That's at the DC underscore fanboy. And you can also find me all over Discord because, you know, that's how I roll. Awesome. Um, please spread the word and support us. We'd really appreciate it anywhere that you can. Um, leave reviews or stars Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify just let us know and if you do leave us a review we will read it on the air we'd really appreciate it um, last but not least the music that you hear in this podcast is a high roller mojo by Bruce Valley and the sillies of sentence sounds all trademarks are owned by the respective owners thank you we'll see you next week uh, peace out bye